Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Friday morning episode. Um, I'll, we'll begin just what we were chatting about before we started recording this. You were out last night at a, a pop music concert. concert. A music pop concert. A musical pop concert, yeah. Um, yeah, at the Royal Abbott Hall, which is, I think, the best venue you can see a musical pop music gig in. I've only been once. Oh, no, I've been twice. Fuck. I've been twice. Once was to see Nick Cave and the yeah. Bad Seeds, mm. which is a great, great band to see there. I was right up in the gods. I think I paid 12 quid for the ticket. It was right, right up at the very top. Like You're literally in the rafters and it's yeah. standing room only. It's like and being you, at the London Stadium you, you watching West Ham. It's like you're spying <laughs> on a gig. Yeah. For, do, do you mind it though? It's still all right, isn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was twelve quid. I'm not. I'm like not that thought, bothered. I don't always need to be right up close and personal. Yeah. No, it was it was brilliant because uh, mm. I mean the sounding was fantastic. The other time I went was when my daughter went with school uh, as part of a, a school choir festival. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was the one that I'd forgotten. I re- immediately remembered yeah. the Nick Cave show, but yeah. I forgot that my, my child. My daughter reminded me there. yesterday because I started telling her about me. And I said, Yeah, we're going to this gig, but it's at a place called the Outer blah, blah, blah. And she was <laughs> like, Yeah, I know. I did a carol concert there yeah, once. I played there. I've been and on I stage like, there, Dad. Yeah. And I was like, Did you? Well, I obviously <laughs> didn't fucking go. Oh, you didn't go to that? Nah. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Fuck that. I mean, come I don't on. There's think only so. a. Listen, right, there's only a certain number of fucking performances you can attend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so the album I mean, hall was, wasn't regarded as a priority for you. No, it wasn't a priority for me at no. that stage in my Local life. venue, though, innit? I'm, I'm sure she understood. But the good thing about it was for us is that we just got on a fucking bus. Yeah. We got on a bus. We walked, we walked from our house over the bridge. We got on a bus. We got off. We went to fucking Five Guys. Right, uh, yeah. uh, and then we got back on a bus and went another stop, and then we were at the fucking Albert Hall, you bastards. Fucking park life. <laughs> and we were fucking buying our, we were buying our fucking fezzes, which we'd been waiting for so long. I mean, you were the one who told me about buying a fez oh, I <laughs> when I was going to go at Christmas. I, I, I don't think you've announced who the gig was at this point. Have oh, you? it was I madness. I in on Albert Hall. Yeah, it was madness. It was madness. And um, they were supported by Paul Weller. So what a night. My son, who is 10, is a madness fanatic. And he Quite really, right. he, he loves madness so much. And he's gone really, as he, as he tends to do with things, he, when he gets passionate about it, he'll go, he'll really deep dive a subject. He's all in. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. all in. So like, you know, he's kind of become, he knows what years everything was recorded and, all that he sort could do of stuff. mastermind do you reckon he could go yeah mastermind. he does a lot of research Good. and um and it, i don't know it was sort of i mean we've talked about madness a lot but 
it was quite emotional actually because odd madness of the band that I've loved my whole life right because mm. you know our generation especially you know they were the first pop band that a lot of us got into you're a bit older than me so you were you know I know you were listening to Sex Pistols when you were like six months old and all that sort yeah. of stuff right yeah. but for me the first pop band that I felt like were mine was definitely madness right yeah. and the, so the songs stir so many kind of nostalgic emotions Plus, to be honest, as we talked about before, the lyrics are like, you know, some of it is is genius poetry that sort of mm. documents in the most poignant way, like life experiences that most of us who have grown up in this country from ordinary backgrounds can just relate to, right? And that's mm. why you go to these gigs and you see so many blokes, um, but certainly ones of our generation, who are, who are there... And they're just, you know, they look like fucking thugs half of them, but they're like welling up in tears and hugging each other because it yeah. sort of speaks to them, that music, in a way. It's, it, it sort of opens up emotions that most things can't manage to do. And that's, that's right, testament yeah. to the several great songwriters in the band. But being there with my son was amazing because, you know, they're good. They do fan service madness. They basically just did the hits, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they chucked in a couple of fairly recent ones. But by recent, that probably means post-2000. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, from one of the and, new forms. Uh, but it was all <clears throat> all the hits, right? And so Lenny absolutely fucking loved it. But there was just something about, like, standing there. He's 10, and we're singing along, and he knows all the words because he learns them all. You know, he goes on mm-hmm. YouTube. And, and, like, it was probably something like, I don't know, Our House, which is a song that, always particularly stirs my hashtag feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And I look down at him and he's mouthing every word. This is his first ever gig. He can't believe he's there, right? Wow. He cannot fucking believe he's there. He's got a madness t-shirt. He's got a yeah. fez on and he's buzzing. Like he'd been talking about nothing else like for the last two weeks. And he's he's sort of almost solemnly mouthing every word to this song. And I'm... Yeah mouthing along as well because it's a song you're so familiar with and heard so many times and I did feel really emotional like I felt like semi-tearful semi-tearful the tears didn't stream they welled yeah because it's an emotional band and it but also that just that thing that like you were really into them you remember I remembered vividly what it meant to me when I was his age and then I'm looking at him and it means the same to him and you're thinking it's strange, really, because people who aren't deep into madness, no one, I think, dislikes madness, but people who aren't super into them think, oh, they're a fun band. They do sort of fun, jokey songs mm. sort of thing. But of course, in fact, like, you know, these songs are just like little vignettes of life that just absolutely fucking punch you in the guts, don't they? Uh, totally. Because um, totally. they, they just, they mapped out our lives. But, you know, our house, baggy trousers, embarrassment, all of these songs, sort of, they're, they're about like your, your real, like real that's, things that happen to thing. us. Everyone thinks Madness are like a fun band, but I think Embarrassment might have been their fourth or fifth single, and yeah. it's about the tension in the family due to a, a, a multiracial baby yeah. being born. And it's like you know, there's more going on here than just flying around with a saxophone singing about. Yeah, and it was actually the flying the saxophonist who wrote it about his own family, and he's supposed to be the, yeah, the mega he, daft one. He was he was 21 when he wrote that song. I know. And then my girl as well, like, I always think that one, I just think that's a a little sort of sketch of a teenage relationship Mm. that is written with such simplicity, but with so much sort of 
emotional power to it because it conveys so much more than like the words explicitly say. Yeah. And and you know, Mike Barso wrote that when he was like a teenager, you know. Yeah. And it's like yeah. when they did that near the beginning and Sug sort of said, Oh, we're gonna listen to this song now that Mike wrote and I thought that was like a nice sort of thing to say because it, it's just fucking incredible lyrics, you know. The simplicity yeah. of it is amazing. Yeah, so totally. that was great and it was a great night out and Leonard never been to a gig before though I did have to stress to him I said not all gigs will be like this this is the Albert yeah. Hall this yeah. is re- this is not you what st- gigs are like it's almost the big. opposite of what gigs are like <laughs> yeah right yeah it's you might so well stop fancy. going now to gigs because yeah it's like being in a <laughs> like you forget I've been to a few gigs there over the years last time I went there was level 42 mate oh what a night oh, 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 but yeah. but you know it, you forget it's like going to a it's like going to a gig but in like a really fancy hotel from <laughs> Jeeves and Worcester times yeah <laughs> and I said to him I said I kept stressing it to him and I said this morning just remember when you get a bit older and you start going to gigs with your mates not with me right it mm. will be extremely different it'll be yeah. more like It'll be like halfway, it'll be a mix of that, but also going to West Ham. I said, it's somewhere like that, but it mm. will not be pleasant. I mean, we got a, an Uber home afterwards because it was late and he was really tired. And I yeah. just thought, we're quite near to home, I'll get an Uber. So we got an Uber and he sort of snoozed in the car. Yeah. And I'm like, we've done it the luxury way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We've been, you know, in, in 10 years' time, he might, or, or less, six years' time, he might be, you know, sitting, shitting into a hole at Glastonbury. Let's Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, Let's hope yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've sown the seed there, haven't you? Yeah. Definitely. Well, that sounds great. And you got a fez. I just thought we you should mention who, who the gig was in case people just thought you were buying a regular gig fez. Yeah, just go, I, I, I will. I do intend to wear that fez. To every gig that I ever go to from now on. No, it's all nice. I sort of mentioned it in passing to um, my good wife yesterday morning that we would be buying, purchasing fezzes. Because yeah. when we were supposed to originally go to the O2 at Christmas, you'd said that, you know, look, get a fez. Everyone gets a fez. And I've thought, well, that sounds like a great fun thing to do. That's living all right. So I told Len we're getting fezzes back in December and he had never forgotten this. This had become like, here it is. There's the fez, just like mine. I've just put on my madness fez. It it feels (laughs) nice. The tickle of the, what do you call that? The tassel on your head. The tickle of the tassel. Feels nice, doesn't it? Oh, lovely. Just across the forehead. Oh, Yeah, you like move your head on purpose because it's sort Mm. of like, I wouldn't say it was erotic, although it could be used for erotic purposes. I mean, a a longer (laughs) tassel that would reach down to the nipple would be even better. Madness after dark. I might get mine adapted. I might take mine up to the tailors and say, could you attach a longer tassel to this hat? It's for personal reasons that I don't wish to go into. Take it to your local Milner. I would like my fez adjusted, please, sir. Yes, I need uh, a longer tassel, you see. Yes, I, I thought sir. I thought that's what it would be, sir. I yes, assumed I it would be a longer tassel when you walked that, in. That's no problem at all, sir. We, we get a lot of similar requests, especially when madness have recently been in town. <laughs> We could do a while you wait service. We do a lot of these. <laughs> I want one long enough. I want adjustable tassel length. One for oh, just man. normal walking about. One for my nipples, and one for my that can tickle my willy when I'm alone. <laughs> Very good, sir. 
<laughs> a retractable tassel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my wife was like, you're not getting fezzes. And I looked at her straight what? in the eye. I went, she thought I was joking. I went, understand now, we are 100% both getting fezzes. That oh. is a non-negotiable. You are mad if you think we're not coming home in, in fezzes. And she went, oh, you're really serious. I said, of course we're serious. Oh, I, I almost always side with your good wife because she is generally 99.9% of the time yeah, right. she is. But on this one, yeah. a mile off. She just didn't understand. To be fair, once I explained to her that it was like almost mandatory at a madness gig, she was mm. like, okay, fair enough. But she just thought, she wasn't anti it, but she was sort of like assumed I was joking. Mm. Like, but it's like, but you know, the thing about my wife is, to be honest, I don't I don't criticise her much, there's not much to criticise, but I will say this, she she's generally quite anti hat. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing I can find about her that I'm not that into. Is you that I over the years I've always especially since I've been bald, I like a hat. I mean you yeah. you know that. You see me in all sorts I've of seen hats. See me around. Yeah. Right, you see me around hatting see about. There he is, hatting his hat about. about. What's about? he got yeah. on his fucking head now? Right. I like hats, but to be honest, even when I was younger and I had hair, I I enjoyed a tit for tat, right? And my wife's just like, I think a lot of wives are like this, and there'll be women listening to this, and I think it's a general thing, is that women don't like their husbands or boyfriends wearing hats. Mm. Women are like, that. women generally, I, I found, it's a generalisation, they're not keen on men wearing hats. Do women Do women like men with hair? Is that a thing? Do you think? Do they? Do they I mean, me and you have got not a lot of hair going on. Let's mm. be honest. You could have hair if you wanted. I, I tried You've a while ago. Made a political ago. decision. It, it it didn't come out. It didn't I come out good. Grow your hair really low. I might try again, but no, nah, not not now. Someone's coming. I, nah, there's uh, not a lot going on. I don't know. Do they see it as I mean, a, a sign of virility? Or what? I probably got more female attention when I had hair, but that's that. It's impossible to tell whether or not that was because of the hell, just because I was young and vibrant and mm. free and dynamic. Um, you know, because obviously I got bald and Putting I sort of got, got old and horrible at the same time. Yeah. Um, but a, um, a newsreader once told me that I was much more... Ha- I showed her a picture of me with hair. I can't eh, stop reading the news for five fucking minutes and have a look at this picture of me when I had hair. And she said... <laughs> I tell you now, she was really sincere. She went, you are much more handsome without hair. And I took those words. Because, you know, I don't get many compliments. Who who does? What man man of my years, you know, you just don't get them. Oh, we're we're invisible, men of our age. Yeah, we're invisible. That's fine. And I, it's fine. It's like, why shouldn't we be? But I liked this newsreader, not in a romantic way, although she was a lovely person and we were friends and... She told me that with a real serious sincerity. And because mm. compliments are thin on the ground when, you know, when you're us, I took it and I treasured it. And now whenever I feel self-conscious about my baldness, mm. I just think of her saying Re- that. Reach into your memory box and pull mm. that out and have a look I do, at it. Yeah, you've got, you got, yeah. you got to do what you got to do sometimes. We all yeah. get in. Everyone can feel insecure about their appearance. No point Good. denying it. There's whole podcasts about it now. In fact, last night, when I was on my way to madness, listen to this. Um, my brother called me, my brother Theo, you know Theo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to ask me something or other. And I said, it, and I says, yeah, all right, I've got to go because I'm on my way 
to madness to the to the Albert Hall see madness with Len. As I said that, I heard a female voice go, "Oh, that's lovely," and it was the classic, right? We've all been there. In fact, I think it forms a, a whole episode, an early episode of Curb um, Your Enthusiasm. Turns out he'd been chatting to me on hands-free in the car with his wife in the car. Now, thank God I hadn't said anything wife inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. But I could have done, and I I would have appreciated a warning. I think the etiquette is you've always got to say, you are on hands-free. It's like when yes. Davina McCall used to say, Big Brother House, you are live on TV, please do not swear. Do not say fuck or bugger. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> It's just a decent thing to do. The the, now, the sneaky hands-free call is power play. I know. Anyway, the good thing about my sister-in-law, Entrapment. who I who I who I'm quite close to and I like very much, she um she is she will always reveal herself early anyway because she's someone who cannot fucking resist interfering with someone else's conversation. <laughs> Which is mildly annoying, but mostly I find it endearing, right? Because yeah. she's, she's just an enthusiastic person. So even yeah. if he's not on hands through, if I'm speaking to him and he's in his house, she will always be shouting stuff to me in the background, right? Yeah. So nice. she's going, oh, that's lovely. Oh, oh that, it's going to be so much fun. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's this? And she said, oh, sorry, it's me. And I was like, all right, okay, you're, you're listening, you're in the car, right, I get it now, now I know where I stand. But this is yeah. the bit, that's not the main thing I'm telling you about, mate. She said this, she goes to me, I'm going out tonight as well with her daughters, my nieces, right, who are both sort of in their early 20s. And I go, oh yeah, that's nice, where are you going? She goes, we're going to Hackney Empire to see, now I can't remember exactly what it's called, and I'm not being snide, I just can't, but I think it's called the Wolf and Badger, right? And I go, what's that? I thought, is this a band, is it a place? She went, no, it's uh, we're on their way, our way now. Now I think my brother's giving them a lift. Right. Uh, it, it's a podcast. I went. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. I think she thinks because I po- make podcasts and I'm you probably familiar with all of the podcasts. But we, 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 fuck, man, you don't we, listen we, to podcasts. We couldn't give a fuck about any other podcast. I listen to West Ham podcast. There's two West Ham podcasts I listen to. One I subscribe to on Patreon, and the other one's free. And they're and that's it. Right, I haven't got time to be listening to a podcast. I, I, came, I came across I came across a podcast that I subscribe to on Spotify, which I, I don't really listen to, but it, it's by a comedian. I won't name them. And this episode was being being pitched as uh, his longest episode yet, and oh, it, no. it clocked in at one hour forty five minutes. Oh my god! And I, cu- I couldn't delete it quickly enough. I thought I'm not going to that. <laughs> and you're paying for Who's that. Who's got time for that? Fuck no, off. no one's got time for that. So I said, oh, I, don't know, I don't know, I'm unfamiliar with that. She said, oh, it's Ramash Ranganathan and another a comedian. Um, he's a big lad. He's really famous. He's really big he's, and he supports West Ham. And he okay. wears glasses. Um, I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, look, I'll Google it. Cause it sounds like I'm being slow going, oh, I don't know who they are. I'm sure it, Alan they're playing Hackney Empire. I'm sure it's very popular, more popular than ours. But the point was... I said, what's this about? I said, is it just them being funny or is it mental health? And she said, well, it's mainly them being funny, but they do talk a bit about their issues. And I go, oh, yeah, like what? (laughs) (laughs) We're in five, guys. Len's looking at me like, fucking wrap it up, cunt. They'll be on stage soon, right? (laughs) What the fuck's all this? What are you getting balls deep in a podcast? And I said, like what? And she went, well, they're both self-conscious about their bodies. (laughs) <laughs> and I went, all oh, right, I see. Oh, well, maybe I'll give it a listen. 
But then she went, yeah, I think you'll like it. And then I went, no, fuck that podcast, which obviously was a joke, but I don't, it maybe something was lost on the hands-free crackly line because she just <laughs> fell silent after that and stopped talking. My brother wrapped the conversation up. Um <laughs> But yeah, I was a bit, I was, I was a bit put out because I was a bit like, you haven't come to my live shows. What are you going to see them for? We're relatives. I've known you for years. Yeah. It's like I felt like well, she was sort of saying, reasons, "Yours isn't, isn't really for me. It's a yeah. bit childish." Do you know what, what? I mean? No, no she, she didn't say that. that. This is like what goes you, on in my was, head. It was implied. Yeah. I always have things like that going on in my head, mate. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like criticism that no one said, but that I imagine. So, yeah. yeah. So they talk about their bodies. And that just goes back to the fact that we can all be insecure. Men can be just as insecure about their appearance as women. But we don't talk about it as much. And I, as a bald man, can sometimes feel, like, sad about that. Especially when I... I tell you when I feel most sad about it is when I see a man with lovely hair. And I think, if I had hair, that's the hairstyle I'd have. Yeah. Do you? I never think Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. I think, I think Sometimes I see a man with lovely hair and I think I'd like hair like his. I think I think regarding men's insecurities, we've also learned that some men are insecure about other men's podcasts, haven't we? Yeah, I am. There's, I mean, you know, if we get into, if, if we want to get into a little sub thing about Sam's insecurities, we could literally just do like a weekly pod that was separate. This, we went through a different that, one every week. This, this live show, though, do they just sit around talking or have they crafted... An 80-minute scripted <laughs> performance of the sketches. The thing is, I don't watch things. much comedy, so I, I can't be the judge of them. I'm sure, well, obviously, the the one the West Ham fan I like instinctively, because I don't know if you're like this with Sunderland fans, but I just I just have a complete blanket. I like West Ham fans, and I support yeah. what they do. I'm just, I, I'm like, so I love him instinctively, even though I'm that not in, massively familiar with his that, work. That includes James Corden, then, yeah? Yeah. I, I would right. support James Corden if push came to shove yeah. because he was West Ham. Okay, good. And good. but uh, and Romas Ranganathan, again, I haven't watched loads of his stuff, but whatever I have seen, I've, I've really liked. He seems like a nice yeah. guy. He's a funny guy. And he seems funny. So it, I don't know where the insecurities are coming from because they both seem like really talented, good blokes. So I should be wishing them well, but you know. So these issues are mine. It's nothing to you do with something them. Something you need to work on. Yeah, I don't think we yeah. need to do it publicly on a podcast, though. Okay. Um, well, I'll do another good, one like that if people want to hear oh, me yeah, work yeah, to public. <laughs> um, were there any gig cunts near where you were sitting? Was there anybody who was talking all the way through there the gig? There was one or? type of gig person who I noticed, but I was up quite high. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking down at the, the people in the standing area, right? And I, I noticed the bloke and he was probably, I would say he's probably a bit older than me. He looked like he was in his 50s and he was mm. in a suit. He was bald like me. Maybe that's why he caught my eye. I thought, nice to see. Nice. Although I would yeah. say at least 50% of the people at a madness gig are bald. I was going right? to say, yeah. But there's a lot of bald white men. And there's a lot of baldness going on at a madness gig. You there's could a commit high a crime. Quota. You could commit a crime at a madness gig if you're a bald white man and pretty much get away with it because yeah. You yeah. Know, the description the police get will be... Yeah. They're not About six foot, bit paunchy. <laughs> yeah. 
was wearing a Fred Perry. Fred Perry. White. Polo shirt. Yeah. yeah. Basically, that was most of us there. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeño. This guy was wearing a suit, like a tonic suit, like, mm-hmm. you know, sort of classic sort of, you know, mod type suit. And he was a big lad. And I noticed him in the crowd and he was dancing like he basically the simplest way of putting it is this man thought he was Suggs right oh dear me and he was doing the sort of trademark dance that Suggs used to do but by the way doesn't anymore because he's clearly got to stage where he's thought fuck that he strolls around doesn't he I'm gonna do the minimum (laughs) that I have to do to get through this gig right I mean no (laughs) offence to Suggs because you know fucking hell imagine him because they do the hits as well he must be it must be quite boring do you know what I mean? For them at yeah. times. Anyway, he does he does well, but forget all the kind of nutty boy dancing that him and Chaz Smash used to do, right? In but this guy, now, so, yeah. he looked like he'd learned it. And once I started watching him, I couldn't stop because he was literally doing the thing where he was acting out the lyrics. You know when you use hand gestures to act out specific Fucking lyrics hell. and stuff yeah. like that, right? And when and he was doing a dance but it was the reason it was noticeable as well was what he was doing some leaping and jumping back in the Suggs style slash Chaz Smash style and it was creating a huge like space around him because he Mm -hmm. was quite in a way it was quite aggressive so people Mm -hmm. had to move back because if they didn't he would crash into them unapologetically so I started looking and thinking this is a bit cuntish and then I noticed that at the end of songs he had a separate very well almost choreographed pre-planned performance for each song and at the end no one was looking at him apart from me he didn't know I was looking so I was looking from above he would sort of do a bow right oh my god and I realised that he was a man in his 50s who basically goes to madness gigs and pretends to be the lead singer of madness in his head but then I thought that's really super weird but then I thought actually that's that's a thing at gigs that I'd forgotten about like when I was in Euro 96, when I used to go and see Oasis mm. on a semi-regular basis, like most people did, the whole audience was full of people who just basically were doing Liam Gallagher impressions. That was what That's what happened at Oasis gigs. And there are yeah. certain bands that attract that. And if you go to Smith's gigs, you will see, you oh, know, yeah, back yeah. in the day, if you went, I mean, I've never been to a Smith's gig, but I've been to Morrissey gigs. You just see loads of Morrissey clothes. Yeah. And it's sort of a strange thing. It's like going to see Batman, but dressed as Batman. Yeah, I went to th- I went to three. Oh, I went to college with three or four fellas who would would adopt the entire Morrissey look, 
And it, yeah. was, it was always deeply suspicious. But at the gig, it seems them. weirder. It's like, I'm going to go to the gig and I'm going to do the performance. And some people might get confused and think, wait, wait a minute. I thought Sam was on stage, but he's here in the audience. <laughs> what? what? Is it a What's hologram? What's going on? This is nuts. Suggs, I can't believe you're next to me dancing. Thanks for a great night. And the bloke wouldn't deny it. He'd go, huh, no problem. Want my autograph and a selfie? <laughs> Want to suck me off? <laughs> That's what it boils down to. Yeah. Let's be honest. It all boils down to looking for a blowy. Yeah. You think... There's, you, you're thinking to yourself, there might be men or women here who find Suggs really sexy and attractive. And, and so if I, act just, if I act just enough like Suggs, like maybe 70% Suggs, they'll think, well, I'm never going to get to suck off Suggs, so I'll suck off this guy instead. Yeah. It's, that's it's, life, mate. He's wearing a fez, but, but his tassel's really long. Yeah. It's about four feet long. That's right. It's to tickle me willy. But you can do that for me if you want. <laughs> In the final analysis, it's like Buddha said, mate, everything boils down to suck-offs. That was um, his greatest quote, I think. Yeah. You can There's get loads that on of, a poster. I've got a meme. I've got a meme. I print it out and put it on my yeah. pinboard because that helps yeah. me with my mental health process. Post it on the Twitter for yeah. everyone. They can all print it out, put it on their wall. End of um, the day, just it's gonna, all about I, the suck-offs. I was just going to say regarding gig cunts, I, I had some cinema cunts the other night. Me and me and my son went to see uh, the Phantom of the Open about oh, yeah. the world's worst golfer, yeah, um, Morris Flitcroft, and it's a cracking film. Is it a true story? It's, is it? It's a true story. There's a book as well. The book came out a few years ago, which I've got, and they made it into a film. And it's about a fellow who, who wangles his way into the British Open in 1976 and is terrible, uh, and is kicked out and then keeps going back again and again mm. in different guises <laughs> appearing in the British Open and following his dream of being a golfer and um, it was really good and there was only eight people in the cinema including us wow. which I love it's probably six too many cinema? yeah Empire in Sunderland mm. it's a big big screen room but only eight in six too many <laughs> yeah that's but, nice okay. but um, we, we were in our seats and then just as the film started a couple came in and they literally sat four seats along from us in the same row. What? Yeah. Fucking the entire hell. cinema that's that's was, creepy, mate. was empty. And then, if that wasn't all, for the first ten minutes of the film, they proceeded to get out their bags of sweeties with the really, really loud, oh crinkly wrappers that they'd smuggled in and just crinkle, 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 crinkle all the, the way through the first crinkly cunts. Crinkly fucking space invading cunts. For the first 10 minutes of the film. I mean, to be honest, part of me, when you first said it, that my first instance is sex people. If I'm in an empty space and someone comes and sits close, remotely yeah. close to me, I just think, this is a sex, sex person. Yeah. I don't think they were. I don't think they were, but uh, four seats along. They could. I mean, maybe that's the seats that they booked. I don't know. They could quite easily have gone to the opposite side of the auditorium. Did you think about moving? I did. I did, but then the crinkling subsided, and I let it go. But for those 10 minutes, I was not enjoying it. I'll tell you what, that fucking crinkling better subside soon, or I'm thinking about fucking moving. (laughs) No, no, no. It's fine, Sam, because he was looking at me with exactly the same thought in mind. Yeah, he wanted the crinkling (laughs) to subside as well. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, I tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) I've taught him well. Oh, my God. Great film, go and see it. It's very funny. Uh, What's he called? Mark Rylance. 
Oh, he's yeah, he's a great good. actor, isn't he? Yeah, really I asked good. an actor friend of mine once, why is everyone going on about Mark Rylance? I said, why is he such a good actor? What's he all um, about then? I was like, everyone, I keep hearing, everyone go on about, I can act better than that. I can act, no fucking problem, just a bit of pretending, isn't it? Right? <laughs> and this is a, an acting friend of mine who's, you know, successful, knows it. Mm. Oh, he knows his stuff. And he went, mm. you know, he went, yes, I, I, I would imagine he's the sort of person you wouldn't like. You, prob- you probably think he's some kind of punts, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's I, right. I, I haven't decided goes. yet. That's why I'm asking you. So I'm, 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 the jury's out. But he, <laughs> I've got him marked down on my list as p- possible punts. Like I'm just doing some research before I conf- before I stamp him in my ledger. Right? And I said, no, can't. No, I'm interested to know. It's not necessarily a punts. And he went, it's the child in his eyes. <laughs> I was like, right, definite punts. Bang, yeah. next. Who's <laughs> up next? You, you can't. <laughs> I just, you. Once in a while, Andy, I like to do some actor admin. I like to catch up on my actor admin and I get my long list of actors, especially <laughs> new ones who are fresh on the scene. Yeah. And I go through marking them punts or good. And he got marked to punts. But uh, if he's good in this film, I see it. But apparently, according to other actors, they admire him for the child in his eyes. Child in his eyes. Oh dear mm. me! He's very good. At, he's very good at acting, but he can also do it with fake teeth in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's his. Um, he's really good. So then. He's a double threat. You know what I mean? <laughs> child eyes and fake teeth. He's got the eyes and the teeth. <laughs> and they say that only certain. They say that Brando is the only modern actor. You know, sort of. <laughs> 20th century actor who had eyes, teeth, and nose. <laughs> he, he could do all three. No lot. one else. No one else even attempted that. Not even De Niro. <laughs> oh God! Have we if got people ask me what, why is Andy Dawson such a successful podcaster, I often say it's simply the child in his eyes. That's what it is. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got time for a John Darwin canoe man update? Yes. I know that not everybody's heard the Darwin Odyssey thing that we did. It might have been History Box, can't remember, because it's still behind the paywall of the IFS. Another good reason to sign up. But there's been a development. Uh, According to his much younger second wife, it says at mirror.co.uk, John Darwin, 71 years of age, is on his way to Ukraine to take up arms and do battle with Russia. Go on, John Jones. (laughs) John Jones. Under the name of John Jones, probably. Yeah. Commander uh, John Jones. In a in a series of bizarre messages, his second wife, who's called Mercy May Avila Darwin, aged 48, she claims that John will fight Russians in Ukraine. Uh, when she was asked about the danger, she added, yes, dangerous for the Russian when he shoot them. <laughs> and then, then, I think this might be, this might be the key detail. She added, he will have a bulletproof vest and good life insurance. Good for me. <laughs> She's the fucker who's convinced him to do it, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, What's the fucking of- betting he disappears and she claims the insurance? Mum of three, Mercy has lived in the Philippines with Darwin since meeting online. They wed in 2015. Uh, I think that's all the information we get from it. Obviously, there's a new ITV series coming about the the whole um, thing called The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe. Eddie Marson and Monica Dolan. Sounds like it's going to be cracking. But uh, he's off to Ukraine 
life insured up to the hilt and he's going to fight the Russians. He's insured up to his fucking bollocks. So there we and go. And either is that... There's only three explanations, I guess. Either she has sort of thought... Because she's obviously some sort of mail-order bride. Not being funny, but clearly... You're making something. an assumption there, but maybe it's a fair assumption. We don't yeah, know. it's a fair assumption. And John Darwin is not going to fucking sue John me Jones. for defamation. Do you know what I mean? I don't think so. Uh, no, he actually damaged my good reputation. <laughs> yeah. Right? Fucking yeah. try it, John Jones. Uh, I was, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and she's obviously like, oh, fucking, she's sick of John Jones, right? And his lacklustre sexual performances. <laughs> and so she's... um. She's got a young lover and she said, I'm going to convince my husband to go and I'm going to convince him that what would really turn me on is if he went and fought the Russians. Fought in a war. And first I'll get him to like sign off well, this life insurance. While being heavily insured, fuck? yeah. <laughs> what kind of mad insurance company is underwriting John Darwin's life insurance? Do you know what I mean? How does he get a policy? Maybe it's some fucking iffy Filipino insurance company. It's either that <sighs> or he's doing it. Uh, for his, for the claim for legit, or he's sick of her and he's like, "Fuck it, I need to get out of this. I might just go and fight the Russians." Yeah, I might go and take on the Russian war machine. I'll tell her I'm insured, but I'm not really. He's certainly but, uh, brave. I mean, you've got to give him that. Some of the stunts he pulled that we found out. I mean, what he did, he could have easily just lived off the money, or somehow. I mean, it actually wasn't that much money as we found out. Two hundred and fifty grand, wasn't it? He, he could have laid low. And basically, just quietly made that money, lived off the interest of that money somehow. Mm. But he couldn't fucking resist. Within like a year, he was within a day. He was bowling around the fucking house next door. People were spotting him, and he was just giving them a wink, going, "Hey, keep this keep under it, your hat. I'm supposed to be dead. Keep it under <laughs> your fez, mate." So I don't think he has much fear. So that sort no. of checks out. What sense? I don't know. There's a lot of people going there. Have you considered it going over to get you know get stuck in? Me? Not yeah. really. No. Nah. No. No. Not, not, I thought not about saying to like my brother, do you fancy just going over, you know, to the border to help out? Mm. I know some people who are Have at the border. There's loads of West Ham fans have gone. Of course, <laughs> they, of course have. they have loads of, and they're all filming themselves in the van. <laughs> We're in the van. We're almost there. <laughs> so I get quite a lot of, and then they film themselves there and stuff. So I'm getting a lot of West Ham updates from the Poland-Ukraine border. Yeah. And um, I've got a couple of mates when I work to talk radio who are there working. Right. And, um, yeah, I don't know what everyone's up to. One of I my think... mates is there with that bloke, the judge off the telly. Judge Rinder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rick, is do you he, remember is Ricky? Is he doing your old slot now, Judge Rinder? I don't know what slot he does, but Ricky... Do you remember Ricky, who's my Ricky, producer? Yeah. yeah. Ricky is now, like, the boss of the station. What? <laughs> so, yeah, he's, like, the he's the, the boss of output. He's the boss of content. Like, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah. He's the boss. Do you remember? He's, like, made the tea. Yeah. And he's there, he's there with fucking... Belt. He's there with fucking Rinder right now. Fucking on the hell. fucking front line. <clears throat> there you go. That's a lesson him. for everyone. Work hard. But he knows that when he was my producer, the only stories that really motivated me ever were ones about escaped animals on the run, which I think <laughs> probably he found frustrating because he aspired to being a serious journalist. And he was stuck. He stuck with a bloke like, I did like three months on that fucking Flavio, the escaped lynx down in Dartmoor. 
right? And <laughs> created a whole jingle around it for Link's Watch and stuff. So to be fair, he has been sending me lots of stories because there's a lot of animals struggling out there. Um, yeah. And there's like nuts as you sort of went into the fucking war zone to help mm. free like a lion, animals a, out. a lion and a bear that were like, I don't know, they were caged in a fucking sewer or a circus. They're like, you got to fucking get us out of here. This is fucking mad. There's fucking bombs going off everywhere. If you could just get us out of the cage, I, I reckon I'll be all right. I could get across the border to somewhere. Belarus, at least. Right. I'll just, uh, I'll find me your way. I'll start a new life. I'll keep my head down. It'll be all right. Yeah, it's fine. But at the moment, there's not much I can do because I'm literally in a cage. And so only sooner or later, I'm going to get, I'm going to be fucking collateral damage here unless someone gets me out. <laughs> I promise I won't eat any people. I'm not in, it's mauling is not on my agenda. Trust me. I'll admit, I'll hold up my paws and I'll say, yes, in the past, if I'd escaped, I probably would have mauled someone. <laughs> just out of frustration, more than anything. Uh, I'm very tame now. But now, it's just not high on my agenda. My agenda now is self-preservation. <laughs> and if I start mauling, that's only going to slow me down. <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm looking at the, uh, the littlest hobo as a kind of blueprint for the future. Yeah. I'll, I'll go, go from, from town, town to town. town. A lion can actually be quite useful to humans in who, who find themselves in a scrape, right? I can, and I, I can, I can, do I can that. use the, the the inherent menace of being a lion. I won't yeah. be violent, but people will be scared and they will do what we want them to do just if I turn up. I might maul one or two of them if say I if have to. A, say if there's a village, right, and there's a bunch of villagers and they're being exploited or bullied by a sort of some kind of lone shark or, or villain and his henchmen. Right, I turn up and I help the villagers out, yeah? Because I'm a lion, so I go and scare the fucking wits out of the baddies, yeah? <laughs> no all one a gets mauled. No one gets mauled. But well, then the baddies be... may be mauled. Well, yeah, once or twice, some people are going to have to be mauled. But, but the thing about being be... a lion, this is, I've picked, I've picked this up over the years, is that very often it's just the threat of being mauled is enough. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's the threat you pose. You don't actually have to very often get your paws dirty with any real mauling. You've got a look in your eye, and they fucking know. And they know. that knowledge is enough to make them back down. Unfortunately, now and again, my animal instinct to maul does take over, and some people will get mauled. But generally, we'll try and keep it in the low tens, if we can. End of the day, it's like I've always maintained to my therapist. I said, end of the day, I am a lion. And, you know... <laughs> No matter how much fucking, you know, self-improvement work and self-help books I read and all the rest of it, in my heart and in my soul, I will always be a lion. And lions are going to maul at some point. I am a lion and I will maul. Yeah. There, there it is. That is my truth. Lions so, going to maul. So anyway, you're going to let me out, yeah? <laughs> I've got to get that. Anyway, forget all that. First he says, I've got to get out of this fucking war. I am not fucking trained to deal with this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the story. It's a true story, and there's a few. He keeps sending oh, me these stories do. about animals yeah. being rescued from the front line. It's really interesting. They're all being fed to you by Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> For all time's sake. Yeah. Oh, <clears> it's <throat> nice that he thinks of me, because he's, he's, he's a big deal now. He's there in the war zone, and any time he hears about a lion or some other animal that's in trouble, he thinks, oh... 
Delaney will like that. <laughs> Judge Rinder's probably like, who's Delaney? He's like, oh, he's the bloke that used to do this job, but he was just always on about lynxes and stuff, so we had to let him go. <laughs> the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's good to know. Um, before we go, let's do some predictions, because we forgot to do them last weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's international weekend, so it's, it's a fucking curveball. We'll start safe. We'll start with England versus Switzerland. Didn't even know that was happening. Tomorrow, Saturday, yeah. Uh, probably time, like 1 0 England. Probably 1 0, something like that. I reckon it'll be 3 1 to England. Okay. Netherlands versus Denmark. Um, oh. I will go for uh, a 2 1 to Netherlands. Um, I'm going to say 1 0. I'm going to do a results, but again, 1 0 Netherlands. One nil. Okay. Uh, Zambia versus Congo. Whoa, that sounds like something from the 1982 World Cup. Yeah, good, isn't it? Broadcasting um, corporation. Or like a tin, or a Tintin adventure waiting to happen. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, both of these those things were a bit racist, and I'd like to apologise. Um, I will say Zambia two, Congo mm-hmm. two, two two. A Desmond. Uh, I will go for a. I'm going to go 1 0 Zambia. Uh, Finland, <clears throat> excuse me, Finland versus Iceland. The local derby there. I will go for uh, 1 0 to Iceland. Finland, Iceland. Yeah, you've got to fancy the Icelandics, haven't you? Have you? <laughs> no, actually, Finland were in the Euros. They were decent. All right, fuck it. I'll say 2 0 Finland. Okay. Well, this is a fucking wild card. Finally. India versus Belarus. <laughs> Fuck off. Why are Belarus playing? I thought they were caught up in the war. Why have they got the India to play? I, yeah, Belarus can't. They've got other fucking shit on their mind. <laughs> well, and as for go. India, I mean, I've not been funny, but sometimes on when I'm playing FIFA in career management career mode, they like, yeah. you get your scout comes to you and goes, I've got these Indian lads, do you want to sign them? And I am, right. I'm not being racist, but I'm appalled because... You know, India is a wonderful country, yeah. but it is not known. For, it's like got to be what the shittest country for football. Well, I don't know. I don't know yeah, that. Well, yes, you do, because you followed football your whole life. I when have you ever heard enough. of India doing well? I don't know enough about the Indian football scene. I don't know where they are in the FIFA rankings. I can have a look if you want. You're worried that you're going to get cancelled for criticising India. feeling that way. I feel as if we're, we're veering into that. It, India are 104th. That they are in the shit. FIFA rankings. They're shit. Right? You can, you can say that they are shit, but they're shit at football. And when my scouts in FIFA offer me Indian lads, I'm like, fucking get real. We're going to need proper players here to get this club out of the message. So, some of the countries who are above India are uh, Trinidad. I thought it was Trinidad and Tobago. Maybe it isn't. Uh, there is also above them is Madagascar, which of course is a trilogy of films. Uh, Palestine, Vietnam, <laughs> Equatorial Guinea, Jordan, uh, the famous model and reality TV star, Zambia, Haiti, Gabon, Benin, Curacao. Don't even know what that Curacao. is. Curacao. These are all above India. They're all above I think India. You, I think you can legitimately say. India is shit. I mean, at the end of the day, mate, 
You wouldn't feel any qualms about describing, for instance, Everton as shit at the moment, would you? No, that's true. That's fair enough. You'd be uh, like, Everton, yeah. yeah, they're complete shit. Yeah. Well, you know, Everton right. would beat India any day of the week. So I, I accept what you're saying. I accept what you're saying. I don't think we can be cancelled for that because we've, we've India Belarus. I reckon three nil Belarus. Ah, nil nil. There you go. That's the predictions. Uh, that's the episode. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. And we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday with a tune machine if you're IFS. If not, you'll have to wait till Monday for more from us. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 